The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Todd, special holiday episodes are always stupid. Cynical cash grabs by greedy corporations looking to squeeze a few extra Nielsen points out of sentimental claptrap for mushbrain idiots who'd rather spend their Christmas watching a fake family on TV than actually trying to have a conversation with their own dumb families. I like it when people on TV hug each other. Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast where three college friends try to find the best Christmas television episodes of all time. My name is John. I'm usually the co-host that ruins the show. Today, I will be hosting it and still ruining the show. Joining me, as always, are traitor, founder, narrator, Chris. Did you call me a traitor? Yeah. Creator. Oh, Benedict Arnold. (laughs) 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 Fuck. Now you are a traitor, though. (laughs) We're rolling with this narrative. (laughs) Chris will be leaving us for for an Easter podcast. (laughs) Traitor. I hope single person better not listen to the Bunny Time TV podcast. The shit name too, Easter Egg Podcast. People think it's about video yeah, games and movies and shit, and kinda, but not in the way that you think. <laughs> this is about the four Easter episodes of shit right. that exists. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you not? Do you not remember the Dookie Hauser Easter Christmas episode? They lumped it into one. Let me tell you, if you thought we had to tread dangerous territory with Christmas being the Christian holiday, wait till they have to deal with Easter. <laughs> yeah, put that Christ back in Easter. That bunny. Put the Christ back. I'll, I'll... It's taking too much from us. <laughs> if you see that bunny, it's on sight. Uh... <laughs> and joining me on team making Chris's life hard when he has to edit is always you heard him it's brag hey. big papa brag guy what was i gonna what did we decide i had to call oh, you oh hold on let me look back something with the wife guy uh, oh was it no it was it, it is wife guy but i he is forever the wife guy until you get married probably right uh <laughs> then you'll both be wife guys double wife guys ah oh, man i lost it we had nelly McBeal, and it was something where i just called you something b instead of Oh, yeah, for your sweet bee. Oh, sweet bee. Oh, Sweet yes. bee, Hi, big papa bry guy, the wife guy, Brian. I'm sweet bee. <laughs> we got to wrap this podcasting up so I can have dinner ready for my wife. Mm. I love this bit because Brian doesn't remember what sweet bee is referencing. No, <laughs> no he does no, not. It's a, it's a black hole in my memory. And uh, what is Always it? sunny. Always sunny. Oh, yeah, sunny. that's right. Are you calling me a bird? <laughs> it was literally two days ago, I know. man. Do I you know. Have, how do you have more CTE than me? I know. <laughs> my, my, my brain is just holding on by a thread, and I still remembered. So how is everybody feeling on this bright, sunshiny December the 16th day? I'm feeling good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. You know, good. it's it's dark outside, but it's it's bright in my heart. That's that's what I'll say. <laughs> I'm excited to relate this episode back to the Married with Children episode. I'm excited to, too. Yeah. I'm excited to more so relate it back to, like, some season one classics, mm. like Ooh, yeah. Tool Time <laughs> and 
uh, I don't forget the other ones. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, much. everything else. We did. We did we some. Did. Other, we did like another one that was in the Tool Time family. Full House. Like, Full oh, house. we did Full so house. many last season. This one does reference one that we really did miss out on a good shot shot at though, because we could have done Family Matters. Probably some bangers. Oh, there are not. <laughs> With Reginald Van, Van Johnson. Yeah, dude, I love Family Matters growing up. That show owned. Yeah, that was a pretty good show because it opened with a roller coaster. No, that's oh, step no, by that's step. Oh, no, that growing. Fuck. God. Yeah. No, Family Matters had, like, debatably the best television theme ever, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember a Family Matters episode where Reginald Vanel Johnson's kid wanted to be a cop, so he took him to the shooting range, and he was doing a really good job of shooting all the bad guys, and then there was a cutout of his sister that he shot, and he's like, oh, my God. There's more to being a cop than just shooting people, right? <laughs> that was my sister. And there was a lesson learned. It was just kind of haunting. Yeah, isn't that weird that he learned that lesson, but <laughs> no modern police have? <laughs> <laughs> Family Matters has... I think I can hear Chris's aneurysm <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> All my hard work. They know which way this podcast leans. Yeah. What are we talking about again? Uh, we're going to talk about... Bojack the Horseman. Oh, yeah. And about a very alive Sarah Lynn in this episode. Because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the Christmas special, Sabrina's Witch. Wish or witch? Wish. Okay. What is, is my, am, am, I wor- am I bad at words today? I'm always bad at words, but am I <laughs> extra bad at words? Uh, you know, you're about on par for as, how bad you are at words. Yeah, we hate, we, oh, we hate to go all Jay Leno on you, but... <laughs> Every time I misspeak, just hit me with an old he said the word wrong. <laughs> and and a good hearty laugh. I don't know that I have the soundboard queued up for that right now. Hold on. You just yell, he said the word wrong, and then you laugh. <laughs> I do it to you all the time. <laughs> I just am giving you more chances, and you guys are nicer than me. Uh, <laughs> but I do, have, I do have kind of a long summary about it, if you guys want to warm yourself by the fire with a hot cocoa. And Ooh. some freshly homemade Bojack cookies. Oh, thank you very much, but I have bourbon. I'm going to take out my comically large uh, candy cane and start giving it some licks. Chop so. it down. I really always thought Brian would be the Todd, but I'm glad that you're embra- that one of us is embracing their Todd. I got my knit cap on, and I'm in my hoodie, and I'm cozy and ready to hear this summary. Did you buy yourself a new hat with my credit card? <laughs> yeah, you it's know. It's my favorite kind. <laughs> That's supposed to be a joke where he talks about buying the same hat, and it's like it's my favorite hat. And it's like, yeah, no, I get that. That's that's a smart yeah, play. That's I'm, a smart oh my god, play. yeah. <laughs> you know, as as that's the best one of the better parts of BoJack as a series is as it goes on, you just are like, you know what, Todd's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's, Todd Todd is Todd is very right most of the time. Yep. <laughs> just hitting it on the head right there. Favorite little asexual Todd. All right, so summary. It's long because there's kind of two episodes happening at once. Bear with me all. I love you all equally. So this episode begins with Todd waking up Bojack on Christmas morning to celebrate the holiday with his best friend. After Bojack and Todd deliver some signature Bojack existential depression and nihilism, and Todd gets a new hat, he convinces Bojack to watch his a holiday episode of Horsin' Around, the very famous TV show he was on in the 90s. The Horsing Around episode starts with the family gathered in the kitchen and Olivia cooking breakfast, who of course has ulterior motives, which sets us off into a typical 90s sitcom plot about Christmas lessons. 
Bojack goes to the office where he sexually harasses the receptionist and makes his boss question his work ethic and has a nice anti-Semitic joke. Goober visits the family as Santa and the kids ask him to go home. We cut back to Todd and Bojack and they have a nice frank discussion about life lessons and another frank discussion about the actor that played Goober. Uh, we go back to the Bojack episode, or the horsing around episode rather, where Sabrina wishes for her mommy and daddy back, making Bojack and the orphans come up with a plan to preserve her belief in Santa while trying to basically work their way out of that situation. The plan fails and Bojack gets her a pretty pony playset and appears to write her a letter from her mommy and daddy. Bojack and Sabrina work through some weird Jesus and Santa stuff and we get a little bit of a dark resolution. Bojack skips work, becomes a partner, and we get more of that 90s anti-Semitism, and the episode ends with Santa appearing to be real. Todd and Bojack get a similar lesson about that the Horsing Around crew taught us about Christmas be being the point of Christmas being with the people who care about you. So yeah, that was that was basically that episode, more or less. Chris has a super cool podcast to tell everybody about that I'm going to pass the baton to do so to. Uh, would you like to tell us about them, Chris? Yes. Today's featured Christmas podcast is Netflixmas. If you're tired of listening to three white dudes talk about their Christmas pop culture opinions, try the Netflixmas podcast. Holly and Scarlett watch the best and worst of what streaming services have to offer when it comes to holiday films, and here they are to tell you a little bit more about what you can expect when you tune in to listen. What's your favorite guilty pleasure? Is it watching cheesy Christmas romances, no matter what time of year it is? For Holly Cuomo and Scarlett Alexandra, this is it. These two host the Netflixmas podcast, where they talk about the best, the worst, and the cringiest Christmas romances from all your favorite streaming services. You can listen today on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. And don't forget to check out their Patreon for bonus episodes. Have a very merry Netflixmas and a sappy new year. Be sure to check out Netflixmas wherever you get your podcasts. Now, John, let's talk BoJack. Yay! Let's talk BoJack. So, speaking of, I know that me and Chris have watched the entirety of BoJack. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows. I know Brian's a little less familiar with it. No, I've seen all of it. All of it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. This is not yeah. what we discussed earlier. <laughs> Brian, I worked really hard on this bit, man. <laughs> just let him do the bits. I did I did at least two minutes of work on this joke, <laughs> which is two minutes more than I've done for the entire podcast. <laughs> oh. I, I've only watched maybe four episodes in total, including this one. I actually have like, oh, knocked over my mic. I actually have a kind of like weird relationship with BoJack because like I had to not watch it for three years because I was getting too depressed watching it. Huh. <laughs> and like I had to like take a break from it because it was getting like a little too dark. And then eventually like Miss Roni came into my life and I and I had nothing to do, so I powered through Got it. Got back into it. You know, good man. You know, middle of the panty, nothing to do. You gotta watch. Gotta watch BoJack the Horseman. Right. But uh, I thought I could give you a little a little refresher. Oh, please. You know, just, I'm sure, you know, it's a show with a cult following, so I'm sure they would really appreciate it. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. back in the 90s, as you saw in this episode, Bojack was on a very t famous TV show. It's about Bojack the Horseman. Don't act like you don't know. He's trying to hold on to his past, but it's been so long. He doesn't think he's going to last. 
And this show is just trying to make you understand. And Brian, I have to pose the question to you. Is he more horse than a man or more man than a horse? Yes. Yes. The correct answer. This bit reminds me of when I used to play trivia in a bar, which is, you know, a crazy thing to remember. And they would do a question called lyrics. And the guy who did the trivia would always read the lyrics question as flat as possible. And it's just (laughs) like, (laughs) I kind of, I thought I kind of went with the lyrics a little bit. There was a little bit up and down with it. I tried to do the like, don't act like you don't. You, know. Yeah, there's there's a little bit. But yeah. you, were, you were trying to, yeah. No, it was, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got you. Yeah, it's a yeah. fun. It's a, it's a difficult spot to do the talk, the talk sing joke. Yeah. Joke, <laughs> in quotes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Would you do that song at a karaoke at a bar? Uh, It's 50 seconds long. Okay. So yeah. 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 I would like to do the, the intro like the actual show intro and i'll just like sing the like boo doo doo like i'll do that i'm down with that you get a one-man bandit yeah <laughs> i'll just be hammered drunk <laughs> then and then you you backflop off the stage like a like the end of the boat you said intro. the word wrong <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, as long as we're talking about theme songs and stuff, I like that in this episode we get the full horse and around theme song uh, and just how hard it goes in with the kind of trope of theme songs that explain the plot of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, I think we get a little... I think maybe in an earlier episode of BoJack we get, like, a sample of it because I will never, ever get out of my mind three little orphans one two three (laughs) but i don't think we got like the full version of it until this episode i love that i I, it's it's just fun because it just sets you up like oh this is going to be a total total 90s sitcom takedown episode again though it does a great job of taking down the 90s sitcom tropes but also doing a much better job with those tropes that any 90s sitcom i just like the parts where bojack like is in episode making fun of the episode <laughs> and like just the acceptance of like hey man is this only these only exist because cocaine yeah, yeah. the the number of, the number of times <laughs> that they go what <laughs> when he's like doing a joke where he's like i've heard of this but this and he's just like what is what does that even mean <laughs> reindeer more like rain don't i love that bojack defends every like all the like he will make fun of like things that are like probably like the good jokes of it and then be like yeah the joke is that it wasn't something he said and it's just like he <laughs> he loves those like terrible terrible jokes and he like fights to the death for them except for the like like bazingo line which I think is... <laughs> well, that's, like, an ongoing joke in the show, too, that Ethan's uh, wowza papowza, or whatever the hell it is... Uh, is that is the like, one that fell flat? Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, okay, cool. he's, like, the least liked character on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's why when he gets, like, when they make Ethan around, they have to put... Bo- they try to put Bojack on it to save it. Yeah. Aw. Poor Ethan. Yeah, well, Brian, now you know your fate. Yeah. We'll have to put Chris on your standalone <laughs> podcast. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> this is nice, right? Anytime there's a lull in our talk, I'm just going to throw that in like Todd did. Just 
this is nice, right? <laughs> Are you here to drink all our beer? <laughs> I mean... We're quickly devolving into just doing show quotes. I know. This is what always happens with shows that are actually funny. Right? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> just like it so much. It's so easy to overstate the, like, part of it, this episode that's, like, likable, which is just making fun of 90s sitcoms. Like, they had... Like, every scene has just, like, a catchphrase. Sarah Lynn does two catchphrases in two sentences. <laughs> like, then, then you, like, think about the shows you watched as a child, and it was, like, so many of them were just a vehicle to make a small child say their one line. Right? Oh, like, yeah. when, like, when we wa- when we watched Full House, like, so much of that show was just be, like, get one of the Olsen twins to say their thing. I don't <laughs> care which it one there. it is, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have two of them. <laughs> we've already made the t-shirts damn it but even uh god even uh bojack has one and i should have written it down but it like re- reminded me uh very much uh he does kind of like an italian accent or something and it just reminded me of like uncle jesse on full house so it's just like capiche you get it capiche and it's like <laughs> just these adult catchphrases too where it's like why did we think this was funny <laughs> Well, he also has the quintessential dad moment in a 90s sitcom, too, where if that boy doesn't care about your head, then he doesn't care about you. Aww. Yet, with the way language evolves 10 years later, that doesn't age well. (laughs) (laughs) They do have the also overly aggressive audience noises that we like you know like we we talked about with married with children like that's dialed up to 11 this is also dialed up to 11 but it's (laughs) self-aware of it which makes it a lot more enjoyable yeah they i can the thing is i can absolutely imagine the dude from married with children that acts like al bundy is the only source of truth and justice in his life being out there yelling awful things kiss her I, uh, it makes me wonder if there were more audience breakouts like that that we missed or have not discovered yet. Because we didn't really get it in Tool Time. We really only they saw it in Married with Children. Well, I'm sure they, like, edited out or scored sure. a hammered drunk person yelling, like, <laughs> you fucking whore! <laughs> like, I'm sure those people get pitched. Like, it's like when you go to, um, like, try to be on, like, Price is Right. If you know anyone who's had that experience. You just kind of, like, stand out there and they pick the people who seem reasonable. (laughs) I'm sure that's how, like, live studio audience stuff works. So you're telling me to go out there and pretend to be more subdued than I actually am? You have to look, like, excited, but, like, you're not going to be racist. Cool. (laughs) Go good. So how I look every day. Uh, I mean, you look like a youth pastor right now. Wow, that's better than a Hitler youth pastor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that funny that's that funny but i love the concept i just love those two words together <laughs> really that was an actual break for me uh-huh. and that makes me sad <laughs> okay so just uh just to keep the good times rolling here so i know just so you feel included brian do you want do you want to talk about die hard and also family matters no no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Die yeah. Hard's like you're the I guy do. who says Die Hard's your favorite Christmas Die movie. Hard's a you're great one of those Christmas guys. Movie. You know, it's right up there with Lethal Weapon. 
Ooh. Right, and I actually Die, I Die Hard actually is maintain... less problematic than Lethal Weapon. Yeah, it's I really true. like Lethal Weapon, but though. Lethal Weapon it... takes place on. Am Christmas. I gonna be sad if I watch it again? Uh, you're just mostly just at one part. There's one part where Mel Gibson says something to Danny Glover, uh, and you're oh. and I always forget about it. Now, now I don't forget about it anymore. But you're always like, it just really yeah. takes you out of it. What do you think is going to be a better Christmas movie, his current one or Lethal Weapon? Ooh, Lethal Weapon. I can't, I mean, as much faith as I have in Walter Goggins to carry the plot and the character, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Lethal Weapon will do better because right. you, can, you can at least pretend that you didn't realize Mel Gibson was a terrible person right. when that movie came out. Right. You also you also get Gary Busey yelling, "It's Christmas!" before he blows up a TV with an M16. <laughs> Gary Busey is such an underrated treasure, oh, man. Who doesn't love Gary Busey? That's like that's the it's the ideal marriage of getting someone crazy to play someone crazy. Yeah. That usually only happens in pro wrestling. <laughs> but Gary Busey brings it to the silver screen. Yeah, and he does a great job in his commercials too, especially with his "Hello Pants." <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't do my Gary Busey impression warm up, so it's not on uh, point as I'd like rough, it to be. Yeah. It's yeah, it's real. I mean, that's probably not an easy voice to do. It, it, it's a real easy to get warmed up. Where all you have to go is go, Gary Busey. <laughs> and then is you're that kind your of in it. No, your... no, I got to do it more. And I, I'll spare you all that. I'll spare Chris has, the editing like time. Weird, it will he has take. a weird inflection on his rasp. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. But he's a fun guy. I think the one of the better parts of BoJack Horseman is the voicing. Oh. Like, the character voices in general. They're all just, like, so distinct. And even though that, like... what is her name Christian Smith? Or Kristen Smith? Shaw. Who's, Kristen Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Like, who should be who should be ruined from being Luis in Bob's Burgers? Like, you should only be able to, like, visualize her playing that character. When she is Sarah Lynn, you, like... You forget that character exists. Because mm-hmm. it's... Maybe the writing or maybe, like, the environment that the show creates. Or how about the actor? Huh? Christian Shaw does a great job with it. Oh, she's a, she's incredible in everything she does. Like, live action or voice. She's very, very good. Mm-hmm. But it's just sometimes it's like... Like, the discussion in BoJack Horseman, it's sometimes really hard to separate a beloved character from, like, like a beloved character, especially in a voice. Like, you can't separate Archer and H. John Benjamin, right? And, like... Is is the guy from Family Matters the same guy in Die Hard? Who knows, Brian? <laughs> it's not. Our sub- That's actually pretty, 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 pretty. Yeah, he's not. No, he is though. No, he's not. For sure, he moved shortly after because the city life in LA was too intense for him. So he moves to a simpler life in Chicago. It was the '90s. It was before it was Chirac to start a family in the place he was from. <laughs> Wouldn't you move after a terrorist attack, Brian? Why did he change his name then? Witness protection. I ended, yeah. What anonymity. witness protection did he need? Last that we saw of him in Die Hard 2, he was living from the it up Russian in LA. mob. What, what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> come into Russians. play until Die Hard 5, which is easily the most forgettable Die Hard. Die Hard 2 is Russians. No, they're what? not. You need to rewatch. Die, you need to rewatch Die Hard, John. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I do. <laughs> My bad. I don't know. I'm not a huge diehard guy. I think Bruce Willis is kind of butt. It does have it does have a UFC champion doing the fight coordination though. Don't don't ask why. That's ingrained ingrained in my brain. <laughs> okay. Big ups to Pat Militich. Who's I think kind I'm not actually I think he stayed a nice man. I'm not gonna say he was a bad person. I think Pat Militich stayed good. Good. 
I will say, going back to Christian Shaw for a moment, one of the standout parts of the episode, especially for her, because I, I agree, like, she, throughout the course of the show, and this episode in particular, she she really hits it right right on the head. But at the end of the episode, where Bojack gives her the personalized pencils she was looking for, <laughs> and she's trying to sound out her own name, <laughs> and it just <laughs> takes forever. And it's like, it's such a great commentary on the 90s sitcoms like trying to overplay the cuteness of kids you get you get that earlier in the episode too where you have ethan counting down from 30 to like and like just, just fast forwarding just through the fast forwarding thing. through it it's just like you fast forward the ethan parts man i liked bojack's look too of just same shit different episode <laughs> as he was fast forwarding through the whole thing this have been written by herb I think it was, well, so that was the other thing I noticed in this episode, which was another, I think, somewhat 90s sitcom trope, which is when you have Bojack going into the office and talking to the secretary and his boss is on the intercom, that's Stanley Tucci, who's Herb. And I was wondering if that's maybe a call out to Seinfeld, where they had Larry David would, like, you never saw George Steinbrenner when George worked for the Yankees. But Larry David would always voice him. And so I was like, oh, maybe that's their little play on on that idea. Hmm. Not to put me and Brian into this bit again, but the show is very smart. Yes. So probably. That's, that's, yes. That was, that was, that was <laughs> literally one of my notes. I don't, know, I don't think you understand like... how smart this show is, Chris. What's your highest degree? Oh, man. This is this is PhD level smart, I think, on a, on a n- <laughs> yeah. number of levels. I, I mean, you get that, you get... What I like about this too is there's some very specific. Uh, now you I said the talk. word wrong. I said the word wrong. I <laughs> you said, said the, I word said the word wrong. wrong. You have some very specific stuff like that, but it's not like Venture Brothers where they were trying to pack in a bunch of references to very specific things. It's more that it's like a pastiche of a larger format that everyone is familiar with that they are playing off of between the plot. Uh, of santa which we've talked about a number of times to right. all these other things i like how you said a simple word wrong and then you threw in a word like pastiche to get back with it and level yourself out that's yep. good work my name's chris i have an english degree i wrote a novel <laughs> i know what pastiche means <laughs> well do i do i not we'll see <laughs> maybe i used it wrong <laughs> make sure to leave a comment and tell us how <laughs> make sure to say he didn't even if he did you kind of have stumbled like said i don't think you stumbled on it you're smart enough to know <laughs> like I, one of the themes of like bojack like it's like meta theme as a show is like the damage that the 90s did to us as a society like what was like allowed in the 90s and how that like kind of like created like a weird like toxic masculinity and like this like assumption that everything's going to work out when maybe like it what it wouldn't and you had to like prepare for things and how people just like keep on looking back to the past when things are going well even though they're not currently and that's like one of like the meta themes of bojack and there's like infinite youtube videos on bojack to watch by people much much smarter than me (laughs) that explain that better than i just did but like i just i didn't think about that as like kind of like this episode being a microcosm of it I think you kind of get that, though, in the end of the horsing around episode, though, where you get kind of 
and I was going to kind of ask you, John, how the horse and around episode affected you as we have more dead parents at Christmas time. You know, I, it, it was a brief, it was a brief effect. This one wasn't as bad because it was like com- comedic and it wasn't taking itself seriously. Yeah. You know, like I'm not asking, like, I don't ask for like, don't mention my dead father on Christmas. How dare you? Like, Sometimes people like to interact with that stuff with like kid gloves. So I think it's refreshing when a show just like is like making kind of making fun of a kid for it. <laughs> or like make... Well, and it's but it's it, it is weird. Like the the end of that the horse and around episode is Bojack and Sabrina coming to the conclusion that hey, I'm glad your parents are dead. And you're like. That's right? kind of a fucked up conclusion to come to. It was such a... That's why I said it's kind of a dark ending. Yeah. Because they're just like, you know, I'm glad your parents are dead. Well, I guess me too. Yep. <laughs> I was really interested to see how they were going to play off that one. And I remembered it was a rip on 90s sitcom. So it was probably going to lean into it. And it did. Well, Bojack, like the in the show, like Bojack... Or Horsing Around is regarded as like a really good show. Yeah. Like as like like a like a '90s sitcom that was like a '90s sitcom, but it was like it was elevating '90s sitcoms. So I think it's very funny that that's like what they meant by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's that it's like in the show universe, it's like yeah, it's a surprisingly smart show, and it's like I'm glad your mom died, <laughs> you little loser. <laughs> that's what that's what her brought to the table. Hey guys, this is nice, right? <laughs> it is can you do it with a more of an aaron paul voice oh man let me see nope nope i can't do it yeah, <laughs> nope. yeah. that's an it's incredibly hard to voice do. to do it's, yeah, it's that's asking a lot oh, of anyone it's very nasally it's just deep and nasally i love that i this this was right after breaking bad right or was it or was it concurrent no it was right after wasn't it yeah i think it was I think maybe like the last season and the first season overlapped of those two shows, but not much. It's probably concurrent with the Need for Speed movie that Aaron Paul did. Yeah, probably. Well, that was right after. I I just love Aaron. Aaron Paul is is a hero of a dude knowing exactly he's not going to have a career after, <laughs> right? And he's just having he's just going to have some fun with the rest of his time. Like he he goes full Rupert Gint, <laughs> right? He's just like never tries, to, never really like makes a go. But he's like, I'll try one movie, but I know how this ends. Well, he got into Westworld season three. Yeah, like he's he knows what he's gonna be, man. And that's great. <laughs> he knows he respects See, being five. Should have told Westworld season three when he got on board. Then I like I like Aaron Paul. I think Aaron Paul rules. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I think Hollywood treats him un- unfairly, but he's you know what he is, Brian. If you look at his Instagram, tell me. Big wife guy. Hey. <laughs> Big wife guy. Oh, can I not be Sweet B anymore? Did I call you? I'm, you're still Sweet Fuck. B. You're also still Big Papa Bri. You're still Big Papa Bri. Bri. Right. You're still the Bri guy. Okay. I'm just adding. I'm just, just giving adding. layers to your. Okay. You know, as we go as we go into the podcast season three, we have to have some character. Growth. You know what I want from you, <laughs> you for know? Christmas, John? What What would that I be, want ben? a business card with all these names on it. <laughs> uh how many do you want oh i don't know whatever you can get for the lowest and cheapest i used to get a shit ton of business cards for pretty cheap so huh. i can make this happen from zazzle zazzle <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna get a bunch for chris that say i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh no i said i said a word that makes my accent highlight ah 
now they'll know I sound dumb on the podcast. <laughs> we tied it out. We've had really great conversations about Rick and Morty and the uh, uh, the intelligence Morty. of this show. The show is smarter than Rick and Morty. I would agree. Fuck off, everybody. Oh, uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's better written. Yes. Well, eh. it's smart in a different way. Yeah. You know what I think we're doing? This thing that people like to do, which is sad means smart. Well, like I mean, I, I both shows play it. with themes of nihilism, therefore are smart. It's like they can just be good and sad. Yeah, they're yeah. making us think. I think BoJack is probably doing a little more of intentionally trying to make you think than Rick and Morty is. I think Rick and Morty are mad people interact with it that way. To yeah, be fair. I, I concur with that. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> All right, now we're just doing references to other stuff. Uh, <laughs> it was bound to happen. That's, our, that's what this podcast is, frankly. References to other stuff. But what about... Yeah, yeah. Like very, every every episode is five minutes about what we watch, 45 minutes about, minutes about everything else. 10 minutes of me talking about, I don't know, butts or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so which Christmas gift would you have wanted to receive that BoJack gave the orphans? I mean, I'm never going to turn down some personalized pencils. It's good to know, Chris. I'm putting that in my memory. A motorcycle helmet would be nice for my scooter. <laughs> I, that's actually that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'll I don't I'll take a letter from my dead dad. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Were you always okay? Hold on, I need to clarify something. Were you always going to give that answer, or did we corner you into that? No, I, I like when I started that. I'm like, should I do this? Is this in poor taste? And then I was like, when has this stopped me before? <laughs> Well, as soon as I picked the helmet, I just thought, oh, fuck, did I just make John pick the letter from his dead dad? <laughs> he could have picked the in pretty fairness, pony. His letter would not be as polite. <laughs> yeah, I could have. Oh, you know, he could have picked the pretty yeah. <laughs> With a tiara. Do you guys ever think it's weird that bronies just only existed for a year? <laughs> no, they're still out Are there. It's not, it's not a thing. Unfortunately. It's weird that, like, yeah. there was so much of a thing. There was a documentary, and then that kind of, like just ended it yeah like usually people don't admit they're wrong and just go away <laughs> you know like it's just like there's this mass exodus of bronies in 2014 where's the documentary about that there there is there's there's it's a, a bob's burgers episode no but i wanted the one about where they all decided that they're weird and stopped being bronies. oh my god that movie came out in 2012 how old are we jesus god where where, where did the time uh, you're you're 31 <laughs> brian's almost 31 and i still have like three months Oof. we're all almost 30 fun that's why we're white guys with beards and podcasts <laughs> that's that is the trajectory that's, that's where we're at get after it chris you show me a white guy without a podcast i'll show you a white guy thinking about starting one <laughs> <laughs> so did did you boys have any other little little touchstones we wanted to touch upon no i got all my details out I think it's again it's yeah. it's our classic I, situation of when it's good it's harder to talk about because ab- otherwise yeah, we just do right. bits and this was an enjoyable episode that's it. yeah like we liked it <laughs> it has the same leanings as us so we can't even get five minutes of outrage yeah <laughs> <laughs> nope. we're just like oh, we agree <laughs> yeah. this is a good episode yeah. so yeah let's do some final judgments man. sweet all right let's make it happen so three person rock paper scissors who goes first. <laughs> 
No, you're you're in charge. You're the man on top. You... Fine, I'm starting. I am starting. Oh, okay, okay. Gonna... bold. I will start. I will. I will take the ball and I will run with it. So you may crawl after. Okay. Me. I'm mixing analogies, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My little podcast children today. I don't know that this is a Christmas classic, but I really like it. So I'm gonna say it's a Christmas classic. I don't know that it's like something you want to watch every year because it's just it's like it's still chewy it's still a bojack episode but it's super well done and i wouldn't be mad anytime anyone was like you want to watch the sabrina's wish episode i'd be like yeah yeah that sounds fun on a holiday bojack is like one of my favorite shows chris can probably debate me and be right because he knows more about this stuff than me but for my money the last season of bojack is like one of the best seasons of television ever made so yeah i like it I'm probably biased. It's a classic. I'm going to give it to Sweet B for his take. Ooh, baby. I'm going to say it's Christmas classic as well, just because it's pretty easy to digest. Uh, it's got a fun Christmas message, albeit a dark one. But uh, it just kind of checks all the boxes for me. Good. And I enjoyed it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, guys, it was good. What do you want? You, what you more put, do you you want put Will Arnett with some good writing and some Kristen Schaal. You'll get some good shit. Don't forget that gravelly voice. It's a fucking great voice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great fucking, voice. There's a reason we sang its bracelets for 30 minutes. <laughs> How about you, Christopher? How did you feel? Yeah, I'm I'm also going to say Christmas classic. And I wasn't really sure coming into this because I've watched BoJack. I've rewatched a lot of BoJack. But I've only seen this episode once before. And I remember just kind of shrugging it off. Just kind of like, it was fine. Uh, but I really enjoyed it this time around. It was really funny. I thought, and uh, made you think a little bit, and I don't know, it's just, again, Will Arnett, great voice acting, Will Arnett, Aaron Paul, Kristen Schaal, Allison Brie in there, too, as the other mm-hmm. orphan sister, not playing her typical role in the show, but it's... Oh, I didn't notice that. That's a good... That's yeah, cool. so it's... I, I don't know, it's, it's weird, because, like, it's not something you would necessarily pick out, but because it's parodying something you're really familiar with and it's parodying it but it's not like being overly mean about it i don't think it's poking fun in a pretty gentle way that you can appreciate it and enjoy it without like souring your taste if you're into the stuff it's parodying yeah i was really worried going into it because like i had never seen it but i really like bojack and that, like, my weird mental health relationship with BoJack is the reason I didn't see it. And I, I like standard BoJack so much that I was worried that this was going to be, like, kind of like a self-parody and I would hate mm. it. But I was really, really pleasantly surprised with the direction they went. Usually, like, I don't know, the flashback stuff can always be iffy. And it was good. So Worked out. Worked out. There you go. Certified. Yeah. Yuletide TV certified Christmas classic. They're going to start figuring out that they can just look for, like, the 35-minute episodes. Those are the classics. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to know going in. They'll, the spoilers. It'll, th- it'll, throw up our, it'll throw up our Vegas odds <laughs> when new episodes come out Ooh. about is it going to be a classic or not. So, so who's next? Is it a Chris week? It is it a Chris is week. It is a Chris well, week. Well, it's, cr- it's, so it's, it's a Chris so day. Back. It's the end of the week. I'm going to be your Friday captain, and we're going to... Hey, man. Every week's a Chris week for us. <laughs> Because we just love doing a podcast with you, pal. That's... Well, it's even a Chris month, 
Because it's Christmas. Put the put the Chris back in Christmas, everyone. Why do I feel you made that joke right? before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have not. No, that's a new one for us. I, we like it, though, and we're sticking with it. <laughs> hey There you go. Put it on a sweater. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be back Friday. You know how it works. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all season long, uh, at least for one more week. And we're going to be doing my blind pick, which I'm very excited about. It's Silent Night, Baywatch Night, a two-part episode from the fifth season of Baywatch, if you couldn't figure that out, which you can find on Hulu if you want to watch along with us. You know what I'm most excited about? Hasselhoff. That banging theme song. Because if nothing else holds up about (laughs) Baywatch, that theme song does. Some people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into (laughs) the light. God, I remember that theme song yeah. now. I probably only saw like four episodes of Baywatch growing oh, up. Oh man, it was like a staple oh. of like nothing on TV on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Just watch like the syndicated Baywatch. I was so in summer we would oh. travel with my dad because he worked on the road, and the lady who'd watch me on the cross. If I was there on the right day, I'd get to watch an episode of Baywatch. And I remember, I remember thinking that show sucked, but the song ruled. Yeah. Like, even as, like, a four-year-old, I was like, that song's a banger, though. <laughs> you know what else held up about Baywatch? The show being better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... Probably. You know, to be honest. Okay, yeah, yeah. Probably. That that movie is pretty trash. <laughs> so, yeah. come, come back on Friday. Come hear our thoughts about Christmas on the Beach. And until that time, you can rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite service. Don't forget to check out Netflixmas, the Netflixmas podcast, also wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll include a link to that in our show notes so you can find it easily. And let us know how we're doing with our blind picks this week. TV at gmail.com is a great way to reach us. Instagram, Twitter, at TV. You can find us wherever you want. We're there forever and always. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta stop using all my Baywatch jokes until the Baywatch episode. Now keep them coming, baby. Get us in that mood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it feels nice. Yeah, this was nice. I'm gonna just start that episode by jogging slow motion to the mic. That's we should. Do we oh, all God, feel? Do. do we all feel body positive enough to like get a jogging video <laughs> for Krista promo with? Yeah, in all in our in our Yuletide TV sweaters. <laughs> I can I can make this app. I will do this. I'm so down for that. <laughs> Do we have anybody that will play a jazz riff for us? Is it going to be too much work for you to cut that with the music, you think? I don't, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I put us in a bad spot by doing this on record. Yeah, the, on we'll record. Assume, record. Whatever. Record. Yeah. Where the fuck am I from? Record. Um, yeah. Cool. Nice. Cool. Okay, well. All right. Thanks for joining us. As always, we we really do appreciate you listening, and we hope you're having a good Christmas season as as the day inches ever closer. And yeah, come back and join us. We got four more episodes to go, and we can't wait to share them with you. So until that time, I've been Chris. I I've been Brian. I'm still John. I forgot I go third. John goes third. <laughs> close strong, baby. We're glad you're still alive. Sure. Yeah. This was nice. Hey, this was nice. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.
We gotta cook, Jesse.